It's moot, bitch. So much shit going on right now, man, but I can't blame nobody but my fucking self. My past coming to haunt me. Good luck. Man, I fucked it, they coppin' me out Girl, the wood and I rollin' up doge Hit the gas, I don't pass, now I'm floatin' Like she keep me, I hate being so In my DM, look, bitch, you a fan Throw a rap, make a fuck on my man When she leave, I'ma hit up a friend Make a song and then do it again I got brothers, what the fuck is a friend? Nobody helped me, I was locked in the jail Nobody with me, I don't fuck with my fam They don't love me, they just know who I am They see me while I'm turnin' up on the fam Real life, man, this shit in the game I'm poppin' perky just to cope with the pain These niggas hatin', tryna slander my name Drunk, harder, but limit myself You don't love me, you care for my wealth Sippin' and give a fuck about my health When I die, man, I'm goin' to hell Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of the On My Way podcast, live from Tallahassee, Florida. I'm your main man, the Big Easy. I got my guy, Pernell the Great. What's up, what's up? We back with another good episode of the On My Way podcast. Man, it feels good to be in Tallahassee, man. It's good to switch up your scenery a little bit, you know. Um, it's always good to be out, you know, be away from home. Yeah, yeah, see something different, you know. I was telling somebody... You know, it's good to conduct business like elsewhere, like because it's like it, it's it's like you're taking a vacation, but you're not. You're still getting work done, but your mindset is somewhere different. Like you're not just staring at the same four walls or the same you know office or whatever. You know, like it, it's just something different. It's, it feels good to really just get switch up the scenery a little bit. You get to be around some good friends, you know. Live, you know, reporting from the frat house, Kate the frat house, and you know. I appreciate being able to be in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, look, man, we got a, we got a good one for y'all today. All right, we got a good one for you today. A hustle, a hustler, a true Renaissance man. All right, we got my dog Darius live, man. How you doing today? What's going on, folks? Darius live, Darius Brown. Holla at me on IG at the uh, underscore Fit King or what we're gonna be talking about today. Holla at me at underscore royalty auto detailing. Dog, man. Tell the people a little bit more about yourself, man. All right. Uh, guess we'll start off with the beginnings. Born and raised. Uh, I was actually born in Atlanta, but raised in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, kind of did a lot of flip-flopping between those two cities. Uh, I ended up going to high school in Fort Lauderdale. Um, Graduated, came up to Florida State, uh, came through Florida State through CARE. So shout out to all the CARE babies and shout out to CARE 14 specifically. Uh, you know, graduated from Florida State, ended up staying in Tallahassee. Uh, man, <laughs> it's been a very interesting journey. And I know I, I kind of skipped a lot of stuff right there, but uh, I think we're just going to get into that through conversation. But yeah, that's just a, a, a brief little synopsis uh, uh who I am. Man, that was some, probably one of the best tell me about yourselves we've had. <laughs> With what, the most energy, for real. I think that's a really hard question. Like, you don't spend a lot of time just observing yourself or, like, analyzing yourself or making a portfolio about yourself, you know? So, like, when somebody's just on the spot, tell me about yourself. It's like, I think, fuck. I think most people, most people don't spend time selling themselves, you know? I, I was about mm. to say, I ain't gonna lie. I, I, that's not hard for me because every day I gotta, <laughs> like, like when I go to the grocery store and people be like, hey, how you doing? I be like, I'm doing good. But I'd be doing so much better if you needed a car wash. Would you need Would you need, would no? you need a car wash? No, no? okay, cool. Or yeah. if they don't do the car wash, it'd be, or, like, or I'll switch it up one day and instead of if, uh, uh, instead of a car wash, it'll be a, a, a shopping for a property day. So, hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'd be doing way better if I could find a, another property to, uh, to buy, though. Would you happen to be selling one? 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. Always a hustler out there, right? All of the hustler, man. Somebody gonna hit. So, where did that confidence come from? Uh, wow. Because, um, I mean, that's, that's 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 bold, you know? Like, you got the same, you, you got the same startup, but then all of a sudden, it's not like, you wash your car, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think just life in general, man, and just uh, moving through it. I think that uh, a book that I read, uh, my profile, Jonathan Brooks, he, uh, he put me on this book called The Secret by uh, Rhonda. Oh, I forgot the last name, but uh, The Secret by Rhonda. And I think the last name starts with a B. But man, it talks about a law of attraction and uh, basically how anything you want, you can kind of like think it, see it, do it type of thing. So uh, I think the, the that type of courage probably just came from from real deal, just being like, nah, I could do it. And then just actually seeing myself do it like, you set a goal to do 10 push-ups, you do 10 push-ups, like, okay, I could do 10. Like, okay, maybe I should do 15. Like, once you apply that same mindset to, okay, I made $100, can I make $150? Oh, damn, I can. It's basically like challenging yourself every day to, to try to do more. Every day. Do you believe in setting goals that are only realistic? Uh, Perception is reality, so my goals are realistic. Okay. Ooh. Okay. We got, got some heat. Clip. We got some <laughs> heat in these mini clips. Just the first five minutes. Man, like, you know, a lot of people say, you know, keep your goals realistic. You know, in business, you see, you have your SMART goals, and the R stands for realistic, you know, but, like. I think you, that you doing that, you put yourself in a box. Yeah, like, if you only stay, you know, in your realm of reality, you, you will never be able to see what you can accomplish for real. I was about to say, imagination is the real key to being able to do whatever you want, because if you think about. With, with that statement of, of keeping goals realistic, that means we would we would never be able to fly in planes right now. That's true. Because yeah. everybody would like, look, the Wright brothers was probably looking crazy at everybody. Like, what do y'all do? A feather falls to the ground. Y'all think y'all going to be able to do something in the air? But <laughs> now, not only <laughs> can we fit a couple people on something, we can have hundreds of people. Well, I don't know about hundreds, but definitely at least a hundred and some change on the flight. Comfortably. Comfortably. So it's just like... I mean, that flying every single day, you know, and, and I like that because in business in life and especially entrepreneurship, you know, you have to think outside of the box and you have to think with belief. You can't just be stuck in this is what I know I can do. You have to sometimes say, I don't know if I could do this, but I believe I can and I'm going to make it work. I'm about to say, I don't even know if it's a matter of I don't know if I can do it. It, it could just be a, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it. There you go. Education is still key in anything you do, correct? Oh, absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. You, but, you, to an extent, like, like when I started washing cars, I didn't just like uh, one of the services that I recently added was uh, engine detailing. What? And that wasn't like a, yeah. You like said pop, engine detailing? Yeah, like pop the hood open. Oh, you like that? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's just like that wasn't something that I could just run into mm-hmm. like i watch videos on it and and like study stuff before i like went out there like my homeboy just bought a uh he bought a motorcycle and i was just like damn bro i gotta i gotta get that i gotta i gotta watch it like look at it but when i looked at the videos of what i would need to do to actually wash the motorcycle because I, I use a pressure washer and i was just like mm, i don't think this is gonna work the same as washing the car so I was just like, I, I, I got to go through a whole different process and learn a whole different process. To better your business and also to better yourself. Exactly. So that applies all across the board. So, how, you know, most people, when they start a business, they sometimes they don't consider the process. 
right? And you studying and doing all the research beforehand is always a part of the process. How do you enjoy the process as much as you enjoy making things happen? Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, I think that I think that being the bros has a big impact on like enjoying the moment and enjoying the process and and taking from the process because it's just like if you were to hit the lotto for a million dollars you're not gonna cherish the meal as 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 if you know if i make a million dollars mm-hmm. watching the cars do a business that i built from the ground up like it's gonna be a different type of enthusiasm towards your feelings toward the money so it's just like i love the fact that i can wake up like i like putting a cap on my own money because when mm-hmm. I was working at other jobs it's like I know that no matter how hard I work no matter what I do they're gonna pay me this much today but it's just like with this I could watch a video tonight go practice something for the next week put another uh, service on the market and now I can increase my income by whatever I want because I can set the price too obviously that's a risk in deciding to just to go straight forward and be an entrepreneur like when you when you first started was like what risk did you consider because you like you said like a job tells you you're gonna make this much at this point in time, right? Mm-hmm. And there is a cap on how much you make. You know, I, I work for enterprise, and no matter how big somebody is, there's always a cap, and they can always let you go. Like mm. that risk that you that you that you took, how, like how was that? You know, how did you decide to go ahead and just do it? Uh, I think the real risk is what you just said, and uh, how they could just let you go. So the way I saw it was. Uh, I was so I was already working a few other jobs. So I was mm-hmm. working uh, at Pat Live, which is a call center up here. Oh, and mind you, this is after I graduated. So th- this is <laughs> 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 I'm doing a lot. So uh, I'm working at Pat Live, so it's a call center. I'm a property manager uh, for Airbnb that's up here. Uh, I was a trainer at the New You Fitness Studio. Uh, I was a overnight uh, server at IHOP on the weekends. You ain't got no time to yourself. Uh, and then I was washing cars on the uh, on Saturday and Sunday uh, before, or no, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, like before I went to IHOP. So, yeah, I was working a lot, and I still was struggling with bills. So I was just like, it's it got to be a different I, way. I, I, I said, I said Four jobs and still struggling with bills. I said, something's wrong. Something's wrong. So, so. I guess the, the the risk that I saw was was continuing this trap of like going to another job for more money. Cause what happened was I made uh in one day I made what I used to make in a week at AHA. Now I mean mind you I worked on the weekend, so it's mm-hmm. not like whoa, but still. Yeah. If I can make in one day what I used to have to wait three days for, and that's including tips. Well, hmm, if I can do this again, maybe I can make maybe more can, money. Maybe I can put in my Maybe I can put in my two weeks. <laughs> I need to quit. Like I need to get out of here. So once I did it again, I put in my two weeks at IHOP, quit there, and I'm just like, okay, cool. So now I can put even more time towards the car wash. So it, so it wasn't like a. I don't I don't recommend anybody just drop everything and quit their job. If you if you don't have the the best way to become an entrepreneur is to work for somebody else because like you need to be in a position to have a stable source of income to be able to do certain things. Mm-hmm. So. I just put myself in a situation where I know that I can live a certain type of lifestyle with what I had going on, and I'll be able to live off of my business until I can increase you know, mm-hmm. the income through my business. But another, the, the aha moment for me, when I made a two-week check in one working day at the car wash, I was like, this is it. This is it. I said, this is it. Yeah. 
it has to be like that, you know, and, you know, going back, you know, piggybacking what you said about, you know, the best way to, you know, start your own entrepreneurial endeavor is to work for somebody else. I think another benefit to that, too, is that you see as a business owner how you conduct a business, uh, not just as a business manager, but as a personnel manager, too, how you want to, you know, affect change and be a leader. You know, and you you do have you have a, a small staff, right? Like for your car wash. Oh, definitely. You know, so like I'm I'm sure that you know through working four jobs at one time, you know, you see you've had some good bosses, some bad bosses, or managers. You know, and you see like <laughs> I I don't want to do this with my employees, or I do want to do this with my employees. You know, um, and, and like the different like kind of like leadership styles that you wanted to implement, and you know, so forth. Man, Pat Love was by far one of the one of the best like work environments that I had. Like the, the gym was the very best. Like that's that's number one. But Pat Love was probably one of the best. Like because because the gym was was people that I knew, so it was easy to work with. You know, people that were in the frat. But Pat Love was just a bunch of strangers that had such a friendly environment. Like the, all of the managers were amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the, the work environment and what I had to do and the cause that I had to take is, you know, essentially why I left. But the, the management in there, so like I even told them because I told them uh, that I started the car wash. And even when I left on my two weeks, I told them I was doing it because the car wash had started doing so well. And I asked them, I was like, hey, if I was to go mobile, can I come back? So I actually kept a relationship with them. Uh, and they said that if I came back with a van and I had my own source of power, my own source of water. So basically, if you can come here and you don't got to hook up to the building. You can wash cars here. So, oh hell! Oh oh oh! Say less. So 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 imagine working at a job, putting in your two weeks, going to do your own job, and in about another year, going back to the same job with your own business, washing cars. Man, like that—that that shows true investment in you. You know, like I always believe that a company should never just like you know invest for you to be there. Like <coughs> one of the best bosses I've ever had told me that you know I don't care if you leave and get something better. You know, I want to put into you so you can be better for yourself. Mm. You know, you don't you don't work a job to, you know, just just pay bills and, and be miserable. You know what I'm saying? Like you should take something away to be a better version of you and, and have a, a career, you know. And I, and I want to make something very, very clear because because something that uh, some people get misconstrued when I have conversations with them about entrepreneurship is that. Uh, or, or when I talk about how I don't necessarily uh, like working for other people, if you are gonna go work at, if you're gonna go work at a job, make sure it's a job that's gonna teach you a skill that you could take to better yourself moving forward. Because like working at Pat Lab, that taught me amazing customer service. So it's just like the way I interact with people through text and through uh, conversations is, is is definitely improved because of my typing speed, because of having to do a- active listening and listen to a person talk and make sure I'm typing everything they're saying. That helped. Working at AHA, dealing with customers at 2 o'clock in the morning when they're drunk, you learn how to be a lot Adapt more patient and, with people. Yeah. yeah. So, it, you know, I've, I've, I learned skills from those places that I could put into my job now. What I don't agree with is like what you just said, just working at a job and getting paid. Like, don't go just fry some fries from McDonald's if you're not going to learn nothing. Or, no. or don't go do something for 8 or $9 an hour and, and you're not learning from anything. And you can go on YouTube and go learn how to make your own candle or go learn how to make an air freshener and sell that for 5 or $10. Like, it's, 
if you're not gonna go work for a big firm, like for instance, I want, I want, I want to get into real estate. If I can apply for to go work at somebody's brokerage or, or real estate firm, or, and and they'll start sending me out to sell their properties, I'll gladly work. Because at the end of the day, it's gonna teach you something that you want to do 100%. long term. I I completely agree. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm gonna bring up enterprise again because I work like I work for Echo Global Logistics at one point in time, and that's one of the largest three PO. Uh, 3PO uh, logistics companies in the, in the world, mm. and then I work for obviously I'm working for Enterprise now, and in both in both instances, learning how to talk on the phone the proper way is one. The other one, learning how to deal with customers face to face because tell me it, like you know the hardest thing to do is when somebody come up with a reservation and you ain't got their car. Oh, you know you know how mad people get. Mm. Why I got a re- you know why I made a reservation and you got my car. Oh, that ain't the car I want. Like and having to be calm and patient and be like look. This is what I got for you. I can do something else for you tomorrow if you want to just take this car now and change it and come back. I can swap you into something else. I got you. They ain't trying to but, hear none of that. You know, and yeah, they ain't trying to hear that, but at the end of the day, it's like you have to be calm. You have to take control of the situation. If you don't, it can get out of hand. It can get worse. And uh, like you said, taking something from that. You know, I've learned, you know, the best way to inspire your your employees or any, anything like that is to actually get out there and do the work with them. You know, and show them that you're willing to wash a car. You're 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 willing to go ahead and and deal with a customer who's who's angry. You you're willing to go out there and get into the fight with them because if you're not, your, your employee's gonna look at you like, man, look, you don't know what I do. Man, you gotta you gotta apologize emphatically and with enthusiasm. <laughs> like it, it 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 has to happen because like for instance, I had. Um, uh, we were watching somebody's car, and because we knew him, we were just so comfortable, and we, we just kind of started watching, and we didn't, you know, follow proper protocol, and we didn't uh, get his keys and put it on the little key rack. So it was just like, you know, we watching the car, we watching the car, we start watching the inside, and we accidentally hit the, well, not accidentally, because we were supposed to watch it, but we hit the lock button, locked the keys in the car. Oh, man. I instantly, as soon as we figure out there's no way to, like, okay, yeah, all the doors... I had to go to him. I didn't send my employee to go, hey, man, go tell him that we locked the keys in the room. Why would I do that? Even though my employee did it, technically. but It's your business. It's, 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 you know, it was my on me face, because man. I didn't. Hey, man, make sure we, uh, make sure, did, did you grab the keys? Because I didn't. Hold on, grab those real quick. Because I didn't do that, we we made an accident, but it's on me. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, How did y'all, how did you, uh, how did that conversation go? Uh, it was uh, thankfully he wasn't in a rush. Uh, he and then I didn't. I think he was actually my last car for the day as well. So it it was a pretty good situation. Um, I was gonna call a pop lock service, but my neighbor saw the situation going on and he ended up actually just uh, calling AAA because he had AAA. AAA came in about thirty to forty five minutes, popped the lock and he left, right. and he left a tip. Oh, shit. And, and then the day after, uh, he brought his uh, he brought his girlfriend's car over, and she got a wax. Oh, okay. So it's just like, hey, well, you you won. A lot of times, doors open in, in mysterious in ways. Of, yeah, in mysterious ways. Times of when you're like, I don't know how this is gonna you work. You gotta be honest, like like being that I use a pressure washer. Um, there was somebody's car that I was washing once, and I I like scratched uh, a bit of the paint off, like chipped a bit of the paint. As soon as they came for the wash, they're like, Oh my god, my car is so nice. I said, Hey, cool. Thanks, but real quick, let me show you something. Like before you even enjoy everything, let me show you real quick that I made a swipe. And then she was like, "Oh, I'm actually about to get it repainted anyway, so it's it's cool." Yeah, people respect honesty, you know, and and more than that, they gotta respect the pride in your work. Because if you didn't have any pride in your work, you wouldn't feel the need to 
tell people about that kind of stuff. Mm. Honestly, it's always the best policy, and in, in, in every situation, in every situation, nah. it really is. I don't know, man. Look, you can hold it. The thing is, you can hold, you can withhold the truth, or you can just go ahead and deal with it because a lot of times it's gonna come back around anyway. So you just might as well just go and deal with it now. Like I learned that when I was little. Like I used to try to hold, you know, I ain't gonna tell my dad, I ain't gonna tell my mom, I ain't gonna do none of that. I'm just gonna keep moving. And all of a sudden, for some reason. That shit would pop back up. <laughs> and then, you know, it comes back to, like, why you didn't tell me, you know? And then they, they have a – they're not as angry about it as I thought they would be. And they're just more angry that I didn't come to them and feel, you know, feel like they, I can speak with them, you know? I definitely feel you. Yeah, like, man, the car wash, it wasn't your first venture, right? Your entrepreneurial venture? Uh, no, nah, man. I, I was – I was selling candy in middle school. <laughs> I was uh, oh, I was selling man. brownies in high school. Regular brownies, folks. Regular brownies. <laughs> I was only selling them for a dollar, so that's how you know they were regular brownies. Oh, I, yeah. And it was it was crazy. I had a teacher from my high school buy for me, <laughs> and like the first thing he had, he was like, "Wait a minute, like, all right, for real, Darius, like, are these regular brownies?" I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna drop his name, but I was like, Mr. Blank, I assure you, if they uh." If these were anything other than regular brownies, I, I, I promise they wouldn't be selling for a dollar. <laughs> you gotta keep the gangster way, man. But man, I'll make it. Man, I'll make it eighty-six a dollar, uh, eighty-six dollars every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday selling brownies. Look, man, I'll, I'll say, I'll they say probably the, thought you had something in them. <laughs> look, man, I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I've uh, I've talked a few times on the podcast about selling candy in high school. I, I started because you know, really, you know, like one of those. Why well, do it for you when I could do it for myself? I, it was this one kid, his name Eric as well. He was trying to sell some candy just because, you know, he see RTC doing it or whatever, hmm. make some money. I said, I bet by the end of the day I could sell that box faster than you are. He's just like, all right, bet. I said, if I do it, I get $10. Easy. Sold the box by the end of the next period. Came back with his money, got my 10 I was happy with it. My pops was like, well, if you know you can sell the candy. Why don't you just do it yourself? I said, sounds good to me. Went to the went to the Sam's Club, BJ's, got my little stock inventory up, did my little my little count, and it was on. I, every day I was bringing home at almost two hundred. So damn every day with candy. Imagine being you sixteen, seventeen. I think bro, people was like, "What's in this, bro?" Like niggas, niggas walk from. You only got seven minutes to get between classes. And my campus is huge. <laughs> Niggas running from one end of the campus to the other to get back over there to get some Skittles. And they say, man, something in your candy. I'm like, shit, it's just look, love, bro. Look, I, got, I got this guy, right? His name was Asher. This is like, I'm maybe like third grade. Guess what his Guess his, what race it is? Guess what his business was? Third grade? Third grade. Third grade. Hustling. Guess what his business was? Erasers. 50 cent and eraser. The little small things you add to the back. A eraser, bro, and he was raking in money. Yeah, oh my hit. god! Did and you was, buy one? I did. And then I, then I, I made, I bought me some erasers myself, and I started <laughs> selling myself because it was kind of like, hold on, he can do it. I can do it myself too. But well, we really that dumb the, at The third, fact right? that he was doing it that early and just getting it done. Then I had my homeboy. Uh, he was in middle school. The Gatorade bottle. So his mom would always go to Sam's Club, rack up on Gatorade, right? And we used to go to his house and always take the Gatorade from his house anyway. Come to come to the school gym class. Selling, selling, selling two dollars. Nobody want no basic ass water. The 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 one the squeegee oh. the squeegee oh, bottle. Oh, the so good he was one. giving you the oh, good yeah, one. Yeah, and you know people yeah, willing yeah. to buy it. They tired. Yeah. They two dollars before lunch. I'm gonna pay that. 
What? I was like, man, everybody got their own little hustle, man. You just gotta, you just gotta find it. You just gotta do it. And you don't have to think so deep into it. it ain't gotta all be complex. You just gotta just do it. But but to take but to take it a, a step farther, like to take it a whole step farther instead of um like instead of y'all being like, you know what, I could do it too. The books that I've been reading, or like I've been reading a lot by Robert Kiyosaki, I've been thinking like. Okay, instead of being like, you know what, I could do it too. You could have been like, hey man, I'll uh, I'll buy your next batch of erasers if you break me off. Oh yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I think that's humbleness though. You, you got to keep that humbleness. Like you you gotta, to you. sometimes you just got to learn from somebody else, and then you can visually take it over yourself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. And, man, you know what? We about to take a quick commercial break, man. We are gonna get back into the, the the mindset of an entrepreneur, man. Darius Brown, Royal Auto Detailing. Stay tuned. What's up, bro? Everything else is on. Why is it not saying you did? I don't know, bro. It was. You gotta do the unplugging. Uh, unplugging. I literally did nothing. What? I'm saying that's what you gotta do is unplug and replug. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it definitely just fixed it. I'm trying to find something new. I'm trying to find something new. 
like, like Brand new house and a wife Chevy in the back with a backlit and a bike Y'all nigga hate me, I'll strike Fuck a new life, fuck I'll go back to the hood, just gotta move right Cause if I move wrong, I'll be dead before too long JP in the studio, we call them two songs I'm the goat out here And we back with the On My Way podcast with your boy Pernell, the great, the Big Easy. What's good? What's good? And Royal Detailing. What's up, man? What's going on, folks? All right. So, when you started the uh, the business, um, what you think at first when you first started? This is gonna uh, pay my rent. Because it didn't originally start off as a business. It started off as a, I need something to do to, like, not ask people or not send out a mass text message like, hey, can I hold, like, five, ten dollars real quick? Because I had basically just got hired to a few jobs. So, you know, you got to go through, like, that two week mm-hmm. to three week period. Before you get paid. Hired. Yeah. But bills that weren't, weren't you know, going to understand that. And then late fees were going to be applied. So, I was like, let's let's avoid those. Uh so yeah, man. I basically, uh, funny enough, I actually wanted to sell food at first. Are you just gonna make you cook? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, I, on, what I, can I, you I cook? Uh, the what can I cook? That's actually but now I'm playing. Um, <laughs> uh, what can I cook is a long list. Um, I've cut out a lot from my diet. Um, so right now I still eat chicken and a couple dairy products. But outside of that, I'm moving towards a vegan, uh, plant based lifestyle. So. I'll uh, be experimenting with a lot of uh, a lot of different fruits and vegetables, uh, grains and nuts and whatnot. Uh, fried cauliflower is like one of my favorite meals to cook. I will say that, like, like, like the one of the best things that I probably can do is fried cauliflower with some type of like Asian sauce, or sweet and sour, or um, or the red Thai chili. Okay. Yeah, that with some fried cauliflower, like a veggie fried rice, that's gonna hit. It, do you do it in an air fryer? Mm. I, I actually don't have an air fryer, oh so yeah. Oh, my yeah, Lord. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've seen them, though. I, I think my man Jerry got me on that. He was like, look, I'm going to show you. And I was like, all right, cool. He throw it in there, and he, he just started cooking. I was, I was like, I was like, but where the, where the flour at? Where all the, where the grease at? You yeah, know, I'm, I don't get it. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm like, how is it frying? And like, I'm, I'm like, I'm interested, but I feel like there's going to be some effects later on. Because <laughs> I'm like, how the heck you frying this food without no... no no type of, you just throwing it in there. He like, yeah, that's all I gotta do. And so, but hey, man, look, look that vegan lifestyle, man. It's a, I know that thing's hard, man. Like I, that that transition, like how, like 
were you like cutting certain foods out just like one by one or have you or you just like let me just go ahead and stop these things at this moment it started off with watching what the health um and i watched it and as soon as i finished i was like i'm done okay everything off that lasted like two three days (laughs) (laughs) uh the first thing i cut out was pork um and then i cut out red meat bacon too Uh, Uh, i I had to go (laughs) It wasn't for bacon too. It's crazy too because when I when I first cut it off, I remember walking through the grocery store like, dang, I wish I could get some bacon right now. But I told myself I wasn't gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. And it's like to go from like, dang, I wish I could get it to literally just being able to walk past it and 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 damn near not even want to look at it now. That's growth. It's like wow. Like I would have never thought that I would like go three years without or four. I think the last four years without eating McDonald's. Or, 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 man, no. I just had McDonald's this morning. Right there. Like when I went my first year without uh like beef, like red meat in general, man, I was just like, okay, you know, the, the movie said, you know, you go long enough without eating this stuff, and then you go back to eating, you you feel the effects a little bit. So I was like, I'm gonna put it to the test. Man, I went to Five Guys and got a double bacon cheeseburger. Oh, you went hard. <laughs> he went to the beef and the pork. Oh, no, he went to the beef, the pork, and guess what? The one of the most expensive. Thank you. Oh, bro, I wanted it all. Right, hey, I'm going to risk it all. I'm going to risk it all. I'm going to do it good. So, and I got all the toppings. Oh, oh, oh yeah. With a large fry. They like you. <laughs> so, man, I wasted so much money, dog. Because when I say I took one bite into the burger, and it was like... What is going on? Yeah, man, my whole stomach started turning, basically. Like, I, I almost felt like I wanted to throw up as soon as I, t- like, as soon as I could taste the, 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 the bacon specifically. Like, the, the beef was a bit bearable, but the bacon specifically, I just remember, like, my stomach almost, like, tightening up once oh I tasted God. it. So, yeah, man, I was like, oh, yeah, this, this isn't safe. I said this. I bet if I went a year without eating strawberries, and I ate a strawberry. This wouldn't happen. So it just had, at that moment you just like, okay, now I need to just continue when I'm on the journey I'm on already. Definitely, definitely. And then the, really, it was a couple of quotes that uh, you know were made in what the health that made me uh, change too. Uh, one of them was like, uh, you know, your body could either be, uh, uh, dang, what was? Oh yeah. It was just that your body can either be a garden or a cemetery. You get to choose. And it's like you literally choose between eating death, which is, you know, eating meat, or Mm -hmm. eating life, which is eating plants. And as far as it being hard, once I understood the concept of meat isn't good unless it's seasoned by plants, that made the transition a lot easier. What you mean by that? Like, when you eat meat, you wouldn't eat it if it didn't have any seasoning on it. But when you break it down, what are seasons? Garlic. True. Cayenne, turmeric, yeah, any any seasoning that you use is all plants. Usually, exactly. So why not just use plants to eat more plants? So, do you feel the? Did you feel the changes like going into it? You know, like did you feel like did you feel better not having this? You know, in your system. Like I'd say, like maybe before the Five Guys trip, you know, like could you feel your your body just like I, I feel better, like I just genuinely feel better. I definitely think it's a physical uh, and mental uh, euphoria follow behind eating better, uh, because the you you the physical uh, euphoria comes from the fact that you know like your arteries aren't as clogged, mm-hmm. and you're not 
Like, you're not supposed to really get the itis when you eat. Like, you're supposed to eat food. <laughs> really? Food. Yeah, you're, you're supposed to oh, eat Oh, man, that's, a, that's like a black code when you go to Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, if you don't feel the itis, they didn't make the food right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So it's just like, if you if you eat to, to sleep, like, that, that kind of isn't, isn't the goal. You're supposed to eat to, to, to be able to provide your body with energy. Um, so, and then the, the mental euphoria comes from, like, you know, you know you're doing something right. It's kind of like... People who wake up and go to the gym at five o'clock in the morning, like they feel good about the fact that they mm-hmm. made themselves get up and go work out, so they know they're doing something good for themselves. It like, starts your day off right. I know, or 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 continues to just make you feel good mm-hmm. throughout the day because you gotta eat. You eating three to five, three to six times a day. So if you can't at least choose one time throughout mm-hmm. those possible three to six meals a day to be like, you know what, let me just eat, you know, something that's not gonna kind of. So, my body up. what type of snacks do you eat in that? Because I know that's some, of the, that's some of the hard parts is, is the snack part. Like, when those time periods where you, you can't get to a spot or you can't make the food yourself, like, how do you snack? Uh, I, I, you definitely have to meal prep a bit more if you want to eat uh, on a more healthy aspect because uh, I would say that it's not, as, uh, it's not as popular. Like, eating healthy in general isn't as popular uh, as... You know, as what I would like it to be, but that's the reason that I started growing my own garden as well, because that helps with the, I guess, being able to have people around. Uh, but when I was, like, if you go grocery shopping, all you gotta do is just grab stuff that you know you want to eat. So, apples and peanut butter, um, peanut butter jelly sandwiches are probably like a staple. Uh, but then you still want to have big snacks. So, you know, a, a Mexican salad. So. Uh, black beans, uh, corn, avocado, spinach. I think you 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 still you really have to have like a diverse palate. Oh, because definitely. like I like for me like my girl doesn't like the squash and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I can tear up some squash. I can tear up some zucchini. I can tear up some potatoes. Like if I need if if it came down to it, I can go straight. Like I ain't gonna know about vegan all the way, but <laughs> I mean I can do a, a solid plant based meal for a good good little minute. When I was in Atlanta, I was trying it, but the only thing is it became expensive. During yeah. that time period, I was trying to do it. And I was just like, dog, like I'm spending a lot more money for the little things that I get. But I think you have to get to that point where you start to get creative with how you make your meals. Yeah, it, it, it becomes expensive when you want to do a lot of processed stuff. Yeah. If, if you want to go and get, you know, a Beyond Meat Burger, you're going to spend, you know, five to seven dollars for two patties. You know, if you go get it out the store. Whereas if you go buy that same five to seven dollars can be spent on getting a can of black pe- uh, a can of black beans, a green pepper, um, one onion, you know, a, a small mash it up yourself. Put all that stuff together and then make a your your own black bean burger. So it's just like, yeah, if you want to go the more, or if you want to eat out to mm-hmm. you know eat all day, you're gonna spend a lot more money than if you cook. Man, I I just I don't think I could do it. I'm I'm just not I'm not gonna lie to the fans here. I don't think I could do it. See. With see with that, I I, I I get what you're saying. Well, you don't know if you can do it, but no, no, I I, I know I can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> I, I want to make that. Very I thought clear. I thought the same thing until like I know I can. I I, I won't. I, I mean, let me rephrase that. I, I won't do it. That's okay. I feel like I feel like people that say they won't. I like the fact that you make a choice. As long as, <laughs> as, long as, as, long as you're aware of what you're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. like live your life. Right. I was actually asked recently what one of my toxic what my toxic trait is, and I said I'm well aware of what I do. You know, and like people are like, well, how's that toxic? And I'm like, because if I do something like I shouldn't be doing, I know I'm doing it. Like you know, some people fuck up and they're like, shouldn't have did that. And I'm like, 
I shouldn't be doing this. But I'm doing it. <laughs> I think I think self awareness is key with your entrepreneurship as well as going, you know, trying to go vegan and get to that point is self awareness. Like when did you when did you become self aware? Whoa. <laughs> I know, man. I'm asking these questions say, today, man. <laughs> that was a that was a big one. Loaded, um, I would I would say that I don't I don't necessarily have a date. Um, of when I became self-aware and I would say that I'm not necessarily there yet because, uh, I believe that the growth that I go through, you know, on a daily basis through what I read, through meditation, uh, through conversations with, you know, people around me, uh, I think that there's a, you, you basically develop into a new person almost every day. So that the moment of realization of like, I can do what I want and be what I want. I can't put a date on it, but that happened maybe a few years ago. But the the, the mindset that I have now is, and, and and the mindset that I've built with that, uh, yeah, I can't. I, yeah, there's no way I can put a date on it. But yeah, I'm here. Dog, tell me about your experience with the gym. Uh, man, are you like a personal trainer? Uh, yeah, yeah, I used Gosh. to be a trainer at uh, the New You Fitness Studio. How much you charge? Is, is <laughs> I want to know because look, I got. I'm telling you, my year in Atlanta was very expensive. A very expensive look because I didn't. I didn't know. Oh yeah, Atlanta's expensive. I was. I was. So like, yeah, what was your what was your price tag? Uh, uh, I, I gave a dude three hundred and fifty dollars every month. Were you crazy as hell? For how, uh, for, I was, for how many sessions though? Per, oh, oh, it was me. It was like I think I did like eight sessions. Though. Two a week. I was about to say, like, hey, man. Yeah, let's 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 I'm paying a lot of damn. I mean, you get what you pay for. Yeah, you get what you pay for. I literally was crawling out that day, out of out of out of the gym, LA Fitness too. Every every workout was like break down, break down, break down. <laughs> and he'd be like, "You okay?" I'm like, "I'm like, no. I can't walk, man." I can't walk. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, like, how was that? Uh, the gym was amazing, man. It, it started off with me uh, when I first came to Florida State. I met uh, the owner of the gym that I worked for. I met him at Florida State. Uh, he was a bros, and I was I was I was, I was a freshman, uh, and I I remember seeing him on like a flyer in Subway, and I was like, oh shit, that's the that's the uh, what you call it? That's the uh, that the uh, that's the trainer. So I was like, oh that shit, what do I say? Um, uh, so I remember walking up, and I was just like, what's up, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> just awkward as hell, just and just started, and thankfully he he probably like knew like ah oh, he probably. Tried. It was going on, man. Like he like carried the conversation a little bit. Uh, I, I remember telling him then that I was gonna go work at a. Uh, I was gonna sign up at the gym he was working at uh, before he owned his own gym, and it took me like maybe a month and some change to finally do it. But man, I signed up. I started working out there, and that's kind of where our friendship started to begin. And three years later, you know, he ends up owning his own gym, and through me working out there, he started to. Um, he started to build a personal training studio, and through that process, I remember asking if you know if he needed help building it, and just through helping him, I was just like, "Damn, like this is, 
This is like you, you just seeing somebody work all day in gym shorts and a, a, a athletic tee and some you know work shoes or not even work shoes but like running shoes. Yeah. Sessions are hour long, quick break, go grab some food here and there. Like working at the gym and seeing that, seeing the entrepreneurship behind it as well. Like seeing the fact that you built this. Like I'm seeing you build. Like that's what he said to me. That's what that's what made me want to work for the gym specifically was when he was just like, I don't wait for a raise, I can build a raise. And I was Ooh. like, I was like, damn, because <laughs> it hit me so hard because I was working at Steak and Shake, and I remember at Steak and Shake, my uh, I was training people like maybe four months into working. Yeah, and I remember I had to wait. Like my manager was like, Oh, I wish we didn't have this rule where we had to wait six months. I would have been getting your raise. And it's just like, wow, so no matter how, like, I, could, I, could, I could bring the company a million dollars for something, and they wouldn't have given me a penny of it because I had to wait six months to get a raise, and the raise was 25 cents. Ain't that a bitch. An extra 25 cents an hour. But I ain't shit. Man, look, I ain't gonna lie. I had a, my first, damn, Enterprise is just fucking in my life right now. <laughs> but um, my, my first, my, so they give you like a, they give you like a, a it's called a bob, so it's like a guy who kind of like, I guess you say like hold, he ain't holding your hand, but he helps you out along the way, mm-hmm. right? And he and one of my dudes, his name's Terrence. He's gonna be on the podcast one day. Like he he like he he a straight cool dude, right? And uh, he, great seller, great seller. Mm-hmm. And he had started as as a trainer, as a or as a manager trainee. They basically started teaching you how to business run and all the, the finances. And as he was learning, he was learning like how much money he's actually bringing in for the actual business. And he was like, hold on. <laughs> and I don't get none of this. And he was, and they're like, nah. You like, you know, you get a percentage of it. But he's like, I should be getting a percentage now, like even before, like I have to get to a certain point. And so recently, as the little Rona hit and they <laughs> fired everybody, they mama, you know, they fired everybody, but they left a hundred people and they left the best, the top sellers, right? And most of us has been number one at some point in time in like the time period at, at Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And so they bring him, you know. And I'm talking to him, and I was telling him, like, you know, I'm about to leave this place. Like, I'm about to leave because, like, you know, I got this, the podcast is going on, and then I got, you know, the trucking thing about to get started. Like, all the stuff I'm planning on doing, and I'm like, I'm working towards it. I'm working, you know, I'm just like, I don't have enough time in the day because the enterprise takes up about 15 to 20 hours of my day. All It feels like it every day. And, like, I told him, and he was like, he came back to me the next day talking about, you know what? After listening to what you said, I walked around my neighborhood and I saw a convenience store, like one of the, the, the like the ones that's owned by the like the Arabs and stuff. He was like, why the, he was like, why the fuck we ain't got one? And then look, I said, I said, I said, I said, I don't know. You gonna, you gonna do something about that, right? He was like, he's like, he's thirty two. And I don't, you know, I'm only twenty six, so uh, twenty five. I turned twenty six in a month. But, and I was, you know, oh June twenty first. Ramon's June 12th. That's crazy. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking crazy. And so I was like, I was like, man, look. I said, what you going to do about it? He's like, man, I took my wife and we started riding around and looking at more places like convenience stores that are vacant. And I was like, I was like, you from Pensacola. So what you going to do? He's like, people support me all the time. And he said, he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and start my own. I said, That's all. I mean, I was like, if that's all the thing I've I done for you since I've been here, I've done something right because you're a brother. And I want I want a brother to succeed. I don't want to see a brother work for somebody for six years just to get a you know a, one step a ahead. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, you you already know you can sell. People already like you. Like, go ahead and do it. And I think for anybody who listens to the podcast or who just listens to any of us here, 
Like, yeah, we, we know that it's hard to be an entrepreneur. We know that it's hard to get started. Like, but it's not impossible. But it's not impossible, yeah. you know, just to, just to go for it. And it's scary. It is scary. Like, it's, Definitely. you know, but like you said, like, there's no cap on what you can do if you do if you put in your time into it, you put in your effort into it. I'm about to say what's scarier, losing the job that you're doing a damn good job at. The what if factor. That what <laughs> See, if. But I feel like it's not as scary being an entrepreneur. Bro, enterprise. Because you don't lose your job. It, you know what I'm saying? I, you, I, you, you either succeed or you fail. Put it this but way. that's up to you. But at a job, that's not put your it decision. This way. Put it this way. I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you how, how the enterprise fired the people. The, the people they fired. Guess what they fired you for? Making too much money. Wow, your salary was too high, so they fired you. Did they fire or furlough? They furloughed, and then the next day they fired you. Oh, they fur like one of the managers at the at the Pensacola Boulevard location was a white girl, right? She was making too much money for that location, so what they did was they furloughed her on Friday. They called her on Saturday and said, "We're moving forward without you." Hold on, hold on, hold on. She was making too much money herself, like her salary. Her salary herself, because. But enterprise tells you in order you to build in, in order to build your to in order to build your actual like your pay plan. So they have a pay plan, and so based off the amount of cars you have in a certain location, when you go to your next location, if it's more, you get paid more or whatnot like that. So you build your pay plan that way. If you build it pre, you know, right, you can be making six figures working at a branch branch manager. The, the guy who makes who is making the most money. I don't know if he's still there. He works in Jacksonville. He's a black guy. And he's a branch manager. He makes more money than my area manager. That's what he was saying. He was like, I make more money than area manager. And my area manager at the time period, he was top 10 in, the, in, like, in the world. Mm. And so he was making more money than him because he had built his pay plan so well. And so they had, they had like, fired the people who were making too much money. And my thing was, after that, I was like, I, every single dude who was black at any branch, every time I talked to him, and I asked him, I was like, how you feel about that? He was like, oh, it didn't sit well with me. Not at all. Like, I work my ass off, and you're going to fire me because you make too much? Yeah, that's that showed me everything about you already. Like, I yeah. don't need to be here long term. And, and that's what I'm saying. You know, like, with a job or a corporation, I'm, I, I know for sure I couldn't be a corporate. I'm a teacher. But the thing about teaching is you have a little more security because everybody can't teach. And you're also making a difference. The money's nowhere near what Which it should, should be. be. But, you know what I'm saying? You're making a civil difference. But in other corporate realms, I just couldn't do it. Because the thing about it, like I said, they can let you go for one reason or another. Especially in this great state of Florida where you have the right to work. But you owe it to yourself to at least try if you got an entrepreneurial mindset. You know? I personally don't believe everybody should be an entrepreneur. Everybody has roles, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. Everybody can't be an entrepreneur. Yeah, say that again. Say it everybody time. can't be an entrepreneur and everybody shouldn't be an entrepreneur. And I, I think when you, with that question as well, is like if you're going to be an entrepreneur, know what type of entrepreneur you are because you can be the entrepreneur who, who's good at building a platform or having a platform or just you know getting the idea going and being helping support to get better or you can be that, that entrepreneur who's the better seller. You feel me? Like you can always, there's always pieces to the puzzle. Yeah, you got. You just got to see where you fit in. Like, get in where you fit in. According to uh, Robert Kiyosaki, got a book called Cash Flow Quadrant, and it talks about the four different quadrants of people making money. So, on the left side of the quadrant, you have the E and the S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just read that. So, E stands for employee. S stands for self-employed. So, technically, oh well, let me go ahead and finish first. So, E is employee. S is self-employed. Employee is like somebody that works at 
you know, McDonald's or, you know, so you work at Enterprise, uh, at Enterprise uh, self, somebody that's self-employed could be uh, somebody like me who has a car wash or uh, all the way up to, you know, somebody who has uh, like somebody like some, a lawyer. Now, on the right side, you have a business owner and an investor. investor. So I'm technically self I'm a self-employed business owner. Because I have like a staff as well, so I have people helping me. So it's not just me solely working through the business. But I'm moving to eventually be an investor. So business owners make money by creating businesses. Investors make money by investing in businesses. The goal is to invest in the business. So the same way we were talking about, you know, they were firing people for making too much money. Now, in there are some situations where I rather get. 10% of a watermelon than 100% of a grape. Mm. Ooh. So it's just like the people that want to do it on their own, okay, if I was to wash cars by myself, I can only wash, and I put this to work, I can only wash maybe like seven cars in a day. And that's that, and, and that because is, of the level of like detail and attention you put exactly. into it. Exactly. So it's just, and that's, and that's, you know, given everybody doesn't have some outlandish, like if everybody wants, you know, the Royal Flush, which is everything, I could probably only do two of those in a day. Dang. So it's just like, okay, the way to make money is for me to put myself in a position to become a business owner where, okay, now I have a place, like I have a place of, like let's just say, I put up some tents at the mall, right? Put up some tents at the mall. I get four tents. I can hire three people a tent. That's 12 people we can put on payroll throughout the week. Man, you said seven per person. That's a lot of cars you can get washed. All throughout the day. So mm-hmm. it's just like, once we start doing that, okay, now let's put this business structure and let's bring it to some investors. People who make money or people who make their money make their money. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you bring that to an investor and I say, hey, listen, I have a whole business plan. This is how we run it. This is how much money we've been making from it. This is how, you know, everything looks. If you want this in your city or if you want to put this in another city or if you want us to build another one in this city, this is what the numbers will look like. Tell me what you think. Hmm. They're going to look at it. They're going to say, OK, if I give him one hundred dollars, he's going to bring me back a thousand dollars in X amount of months. Cool. Now, Darius, tell me about your hiring process. Like, who do you pick up? Like, what what do you feel as an employer that you need to work for you? Um, man, I watch uh, I watch cars. <laughs> it's not nothing. If if you're if you're willing to learn, uh, that's that's basically enough for me. Uh, of course, some level of professionalism. Like, I'm not expecting you to come to to work in a suit, but uh, definitely not to come to work and, you know, like flip flops, uh, have some level of definitely have, you know, integrity. You know, we're cleaning people's cars, their personal belongings. Uh, to be, I, I, th- I think to this day that uh, I had a customer test me uh, just to see if I was steal from him because I was washing his car and the car was it wasn't really that dirty. And I didn't take him from, you know, for somebody who would just, you know, leave money out. But it was like twenty dollars on the it was like an. It looked like it had to be placed there, like like it didn't fall out of your pocket and land there. Like it looked like you put it there, uh, but he had left twenty dollars there, and I picked it up and brought it to him. I was like, "Hey, boss, I found this in the while I was washing your car." Now, did I hope I would have gotten a bigger tip? I Hell did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I ain't gonna cap. I did. But was I gonna take the twenty dollars from him? No, because if that for one. You're already gonna pay me. Why am I gonna steal from somebody mm-hmm. who's about to, you know? Agreed. Don't out? get you where you're trying to go. Exactly. Oh, it don't. 
So it's just like, and then on top of that, how much business could I lose by doing this? Because if I take that, you know, bad news spread 10 times faster than good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Especially yeah. in this day and age with social media. Man, so look, yeah, people have been, you know, I get good word in mouth reviews about the car wash, but how quickly would, oh yeah, man, you know, he'd be stealing money out of people's car. How quickly would that, and then it doesn't take nothing for someone to be like, dang, you know what? I I did have some change in my car. Like, man, listen, you had a penny under the seat and it got vacuumed. Don't do that. <laughs> we, we, ain't gonna, we ain't gonna stress about yeah. that, but yeah, yeah. like actual cash, like come on, man, like yeah, it, and it's people out here that do that. It so, is. So yeah, uh, integrity, mm-hmm. respect for customers, um, you know, respect for yourself. Uh, make sure you come here, you know, with the right mindset. Uh, I'm I'm really big on energy. So if you're a negative, oh we ain't gonna get enough cars, or oh I mean, if, if you're a crying ass person, I can't work with you. Cause I, I can't be around that type of mm-hmm. energy while I'm while I'm doing my work. We got to be able to be in a good vibe, like, bro. If you need to go, you know, take a break, go to the back, meditate, get your thing on, do whatever you need to do, and then come back. I, I'll take over for now, but take that shit somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Man, do you require your staff to like help promote as well and like put your brand out there? Uh, no, but I tell them the more cars that we get, the more money we can make. The more money I make, the more money we can make. That's fair. So it's just like, you don't have to, but... In the long run, it can't benefit you. I was about to say, it's not going to do anything to benefit both of us because if, if if you're helping me work every day and my resources are now tapped out for my marketing, if you start to tap into your resources, now we can get the cash flow. Yeah, everybody knows somebody with a car. Exactly. But you, you bring in three people you know with a car a day. You in business. I, and to be honest, I was thinking about making that part of my hiring process. Like, you want to work for me? Bring me five cars. Damn. Test. How, but 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 how hard is it to be? It doesn't have to be five people you know. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, Excuse me, man. Do you need a car wash? I know somebody. <laughs> and it's as simple as that. Yeah. But uh, on the flip side... Just like we talked about earlier, everybody played their role. So, you know, I've actually, I actually just put out a help wanted sign looking for uh, somebody to help me with uh, marketing and social media. I need somebody. To, I really need somebody to just come and, like, take videos and pictures mm-hmm. all day at a car wash. Because it's, it's not that it's impossible to do, but I would definitely like to just you only got two worry hands. about washing a car. Yeah. Like, all of yeah. I don't want to take a video of me cleaning something in the middle of it. Or I don't want to have to worry about, okay, make sure I get the before and after. Or... I don't want to have to, okay, I have a client that's, you know, they just pulled up and I just finished this other person's car and, okay, hold on, give me one minute while I wait for this car to pull out. I got to make a video, post it, make sure it posts. Like, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to it. The, the team aspect of having is, is having a team is really is really big on any business. Um, and adding, you know, Eric, when he first got on, like, Eric was Eric, I ain't gonna lie. Eric was there at the, at the podcast. He was like, he's like, when you gonna keep me on? When you gonna keep me on? I'm, like, I'm gonna get you on. Yeah, Pernell's a fuck nigga at first. Hey man, <laughs> look, cause I was I was so I was I was in two spaces here, right? So I have a I have a sports website as well called sportshungry.com, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I want to do sports, okay? And then I got this on my way podcast. I started so I can meet people in Atlanta, and so I was like, but I want to do the podcast, but I also want to do this. I want to do that. So I wasn't fully committed. And so when Eric hopped on, Eric got the first, I would say the first month, Eric was more laid back trying to see how stuff worked. And I ain't gonna lie, he was just he was just sitting there for a second. But he would talk, but he was just learning the game. Mm-hmm. And then as time has gone on, I hit him up. I was like, he, Eric was so adamant, like, yo, we gotta get, gotta get going, gotta get going. And I was like, yo, 
was like, how about this? I stopped. I went by his house too and stopped. And I was like, look, how about this, man? Look, I'm always busy at work. You got all liberty to go in and hit as many people up as whatever you can do to get the podcast going because at the moment, like, I just got a lot going on. yeah, I got, I got, I feel like I got a lot going on right now, and I, you know, like I want to stay in the workout, but at this moment, it ain't, it ain't my main focus. And Eric was like, "Oh, bet." And after that, it's just been one for the next, after the next, after the next, after the next. And I really appreciate that because there are again, there's things that you can't, you can't, all you can't do everything at once. You can't do all of it. You know, and so having somebody who can do that for you or, you know, help you out. And then, you know, we got another teammate and, you know, he's slowly coming along. He's slowly coming on. But, but at the same <laughs> time, it's like awesome. you got somebody who sees the vision already to 100 percent. And you got somebody who sees the vision but ain't completely committed to the vision yet. You feel me? But it's always good to have a team with you. Man, I, I, I just finished watching uh, all three seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, I, I watched that bit last hell. night. I was watching. <laughs> hey, look, he's mad. He is so. mad because, look, we were at Waffle House before we got over here, right? And this is what happened. We had Waffle House. Well, it was after the podcast yesterday. And we had, we had Waffle House. And I got, <laughs> I'm watching it. I'm watching Avatar The Last Airbender. I'm watching it. And so all of a sudden, the way they're talking about, I knew I heard something familiar. He's talking about this nigga. <laughs> but yeah, what, what was up with the Avatar? Man, those lessons hit a lot harder when you get older. Mm. Uh, so you know, the 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 speaking about building a team, like nobody, n- none of us are really the Avatar. Yeah, you feel me? Like none of us can 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 you know worry about all four elements and keep them all in line. Like it kind of takes a team of people or it takes, you know, those four different nations to cohabitate in mm-hmm. peace to, for everything to function. In the word properly. Uh, exactly. So it's just like, I, I'm i not trying to wash all the cars and take payment and, you know, set up, break down, mm-hmm. do, you know, all the, I want to be able to come here and be like, all right, so they got a wax. All right, y'all go ahead and wash the car. I'll wax it. Mm-hmm. They got a headlight restoration and a, and a, and a wash. All right, y'all go ahead and wash it. I'll do, like, I'll do the detailing. Y'all go ahead and do the yeah the, 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 the basic work before. Or, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not the one out there walking around the complexes, putting you know business cards out, or or not even putting business cards out, actually going in and talking to the property manager. Like, hey, how you doing? You know, I'm a representative of Darius. Uh, uh, we're a part of Royalty Auto Detailing LLC. We were wondering, uh, would you be interested in having us... Uh, come in or wash a residence car one weekend or can we work out an agreement where we can come here every other weekend I I can't be in too many places at once and it's like if I take a day off to go and do those promotions yeah the, the there, there is a chance to get the money but there's also the chance that I can't make the money and mm-hmm. I don't make a deal and I've also lost a day at work so it's just uh, like you need those people to okay I'm confident of I got people working at the at the lot for me, and I know people are gonna be washing cars, and I know people are gonna be satisfied. It's almost gonna be like I have a, I went to a, a real estate seminar, and I got a um, like a breakdown for the word system, and, and this is made life very simple for me. Systems broken down is saving yourself time, energy, and money. Mm. That is a strong ass acronym, right? Save there. yourself time energy and and money so what i do is the way i wash a car remember when i said i want something like one of the requirements for what my my hire and and once and something else that i learned you don't really need to i mean as good as it is to know how to hire people you don't necessarily have to know how to hire people you need to know how to fire people yeah so so it's just like it, it 
because people are going to put their best foot forward mm-hmm. to, to get in the door. And But, you know, you're going to see them start to relax. Get comfortable. Yeah. 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 And once they get comfortable, they show the true colors. So you don't need to be, you know, A1 at hiring. Sometimes you just got to be able to be like, oh, yeah. Because everybody going to put their best foot forward when you hire. Of course. But when you when it's coming when it's coming down to the at the end, like, can you actually let those people go when it's time to let them go? But I feel like that has to be kind of hard, though, because your staff is, is people you know. You but know, my, right? I, but I think it comes down to also because, like, my brother, he, he runs trucks, and he has a helper with him. He always brings a helper with him. And he doesn't let so many people, so many helpers go. And I was like, why you let him go? He was like, he's like, he wasn't professional. He wasn't this. He wasn't that. Like, there's a certain point in time where you're like, these are certain requirements that I require of you. And when you don't meet those expectations multiple times, it's kind of like, you don't have respect for my business. And I think uh, what you do is kind of the same way. It's like, you need, like, reason why I need you to work hard, reason why I need you to have good energy is because I need you to respect what I do and take pride in it because I take pride in it and don't waste my time. And I think that's why it's not hard to fire people. That's why it's not hard to call people back or that's why it's not hard to like not hit people up again uh if you like and sometimes it might not be a your fire sometimes it might just be a you know they came and worked for you one day and mm-hmm. you didn't call them back to work again so it's just like i mean sometimes the proof isn't just the action that you take afterwards so it's not hard when i, I quit three jobs to do this like well, well not necessarily quit three I, I definitely quit two and the, the other one we just worked some terms <laughs> <laughs> but you know nonetheless I got rid of three different jobs to do this. This is my source of income. If this, you know, doesn't work right now, I have to figure something else out completely outside of what I'm doing. So it's just like, if you put that in jeopardy, I have no problem, like, getting you out. Like, <laughs> like bro, you're not going to put my rent in jeopardy. You're not going to put my family in jeopardy. Like, you messing up my business has something to do with, like, you messing up the people around around me, me and they, yeah, man. Did you think the gym was gonna be your car wash at first? Did you think that like you know the gym was gonna be your entrepreneurial endeavor? Um, not necessarily. Uh, like I said, it was it was a big wake up call. Uh, I think it was working at the gym was. I think the, the the constant environment of being around growth is really what made me want to work at the gym. Like. If I was having a bad day, by the time I, like, literally, once I walk through the door, the music is playing, people are already working out sometimes, so it's just like, everybody who's in here is in here to better themselves, so what can I do to, for one, help them, and then two, what can I do to better myself, so it's just like, I like working at the gym, not just for the, the money was the, the last reason I was working at the gym, it was really the the fact that I, I felt that there was something else. That, that was my giving back. Like, that was my thing that I could do. Like, this is something that I enjoy doing. Like, I like working out. And now, something that I like doing, there are people who would pay me to show them how to do what I do for fun. And it's helping them, you know, live better lives. Like, we had somebody, man, you, you lose 100 pounds, you look different. <laughs> you know, you, you start eating better, you start feeling better, you, you, you start... Once you start becoming a homegirl, getting chose, you start moving a little different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, we, I'll see y'all tomorrow, girl. Yeah, you feel yeah. me? So it's just like, it, it's, I like being able to have an impact on people and like have that, oh, yeah, I'm eating better because of this. Uh, and not necessarily because of me. And I, yeah, let me, let me put that in. I, not 
because of me like you aren't doing better because of me but like i'm glad that i can help guide people through the decision that they made because at the end of the day you can't you can't make anybody work out you know we could tell people what the workouts are but we don't make anybody mm-hmm. do anything it's a we, choice they gotta make exactly so it's just, and then we always tell people you know the workouts we were doing were only about 45 minutes you know so the session in itself was about an hour total so it's like there are 24 hours in a day and we only together for one of them the other 23 it's up to you to make those decisions to make better yeah. decisions. Man, we're going to quit. Uh, cut to another quick commercial break here. Uh, have one of our artists. Uh, which one are we going to play? Man, who, 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 who was, who was what's called, uh, that you was playing? Because he was oh. sliding. Oh, you <laughs> want it? Whichever one I was saying, I was like, <laughs> All right. slide. All right, I got, him, one. I got one for you, man. We'll be right back. Y'all stay tuned. Time I still think about you just a little 
lagging for shit, putting friends in the middle Better wish you could call on my phone line, blow up my phone line, even give me home now I just disappear somewhere up in Rome now In my time now, turn to turn me on now And I'm taking off like I'm inside a jet Told that bitch that love ain't a bit. She can really have back the rest Had to play with them, I put them out to the test, yeah Feeling me All right, all right. Welcome back to the On My Way podcast. I'm your man, the Big Easy. We got Pernell the Great over here, and uh, you know we 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 back with Darius Brown of Royal Auto Detailing. Um, dog, tell us more about the mindset that you carry every day as an entrepreneur. Like, what what is going through your head every single day that keeps you? Growing and going. Uh, well, a big reason that I named it Royalty Auto Detailing uh, was because I'm big on. I'm, I mean, you know, as as you know, the brothers in general, we already you know wear purple and gold, so we we wear colors to signify royalty. But uh, just embracing, uh, you know, that we are royal, man, and I truly have high expectations of myself and what I should be doing. And uh, I have three siblings. Uh, and the, the lifestyle that I would like for them to lead and the way that I would like for them to, to you know, I can't expect them to do something that they don't see me doing. Mm. Uh, so I definitely want to make sure that I could, like, I want to show them, like, you know, like, you know, you could be a millionaire before you're 30. You can own your own crib at this age. You could do whatever you want to do. You could be whatever, whoever you want to be. Uh, but I don't want to just tell them those things. I want to <coughs> show, show them. them. So, you know, uh, that's... Uh, that's one of my biggest inspirations for how I move the way I move, just because I want to make sure that the people behind me, uh, and more specifically my siblings, uh, they can just kind of see like, damn, my brother own it, so you know I don't have no excuse to to not be able to be on it. Uh, and outside of that, uh, you know I owe myself, and I owe I, I I owe I'm big on you know I'm not very religious, but I'm, I'm definitely spiritual man, and it, the the gift of life is is precious, but you know what you do with it is 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 really the gift that you give life back. So, you know, we even even like, I don't know if it was a video or a book, but I know I was either reading or listening to something that was just like, you know, fruit is born with the seed in it. So it's just like you know, from a seed, you're you're like imagine a, a, a apple tree. You know, it starts off as a seed and then it eventually grows into an entire tree and it can it can feed multiple people and then it creates more apples. It can create more <clears> seeds and so on and so forth. So it's just like. You know, we're made to, there, there's something inside everybody. I'm not sure, you know, the car wash probably isn't, you know, my something to the world. Uh, but I definitely think that the, the the process of owning a business and what I've been doing and the, the type of mindset that I have to have uh, to, you know, be as successful as I've been, um, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that I, there's something that I have to offer to the world. And though I'm not sure what it is yet, I'm going through the process of figuring it out. I, I do have a life goal though. I have a life goal to, to end world hunger. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wanna... You know, I'm at well actually no I'm not. Mine is to uh 
is on the kind of the opposite. The do the uh, yeah, opposite. You want people to to starve? I was about to say that. No, 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 no. Minus the end obesity. So too much eating. But, oh, okay. I was yeah, like, hold yeah, on, bro. But, you look like you. You tell me. You want to eat? <laughs> no, I actually want to open up a summer camp, and uh, I don't really talk about this much, honestly. But um, I want to open up a summer camp and on the platform any childhood obesity. But the reason I was excited and I brought it up was because, like, you know, I feel like people should live on a platform. Like, you don't have to end something necessarily, but put a dent in something. Some people have the platform of you know ending racism or you know putting a dent in it, uh, hunger, obesity, um, bullying. You know what I'm saying? Like it. You should live your life on a scale where you're gonna make a change. I, I think for me, like with the like, you know, you want to end world hunger, you want to end obesity, or have you know, make a dent or impact. Man, my my goal is it kind of flows through what's going on right now in the in the time period, but for for black people. But my goal is very broad, but I feel like it's, it's very specific at the same time. Like I want my people who are black. To be loved and cherished, and I want us to go. You know, honestly, they don't. You know, people like go back to Africa to be G. At this point, I want to build. I, I, I truly want to build a wealthy Africa with like a like an actual like solidified unit in Africa. Like, have I ever been to the country? No. I mean, to the continent? No. Never. That's <laughs> the old. Hold up, boss. You already on the wrong foot. I, yeah. <laughs> Sound like one of them. I, I, I ain't never been to the continent or nothing like that, but. I you know my my I have a cousin who 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 is a dual citizen now because you know they had that little return back to Africa uh, movement going on and he actually is a full fledged citizen of Ghana now um, but he's from Atlanta and he's telling me like man look they love us over here man they love us over here don't don't believe what the what the news is telling they love us over here and and, and what he says he usually speaks the truth and I just believe that you know going back or going to Africa and actually speaking life into it you know i want to start a business over there i want to grow it uh i i just want our people you know to be seen you know not as as you know everybody's scared of us i don't know why like we some nice people <laughs> like we, we nice we got we got energy we, we we tend to make good you know good out of bad situations we don't tend they, to be down all the time they're afraid of us because they know the capabilities that we've had and still have and mixed with more education with more resources that's a threat i'll put it like this uh it's not uh as far as being loved uh i I would say that we are uh you know i would say we my goal would be for us to not want to be loved by people who obviously don't want to love us Mm. and i and i think that's the biggest thing i think where you appreciate it yeah yeah you know like you know don't don't go somewhere where you gotta where where they're gonna tell you to put your money on the table for them to collect your money and then they're gonna throw they change back at you like you know go somewhere where you're gonna be appreciated appreciated so uh yeah i think that the uh, the problem with a lot of people is that they kind of want like why don't you like me and it's just like because they don't like stop worrying about why they don't and just accept the fact that like one thing that I that I I respect the 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 uh the basically uh dang I can't even remember the name of it right now. What's the uh the, yeah, I'd rather you I'd rather you ride around with a Confederate flag on your truck than you like ride around with an Obama sticker. And you don't even like them. Yeah, you know, like I'd just rather, to, just to yeah, seem yeah, like man, keep it real, you feel me? Keep like, it G. Cause cause at the end of the day, yeah, we're all human, but 
I don't have to like everybody. You know, I, yeah, I, I'm supposed to be. Am I supposed to be nice? Mm. Says who? For I what? mean, I mean, you know, God said, you know, we should love each other. Everybody doesn't believe in the same thing, so how could you hold everybody to the same standard? That is also a fact. Do you? How do you feel about being the accepted, the one of the good ones? Like, what do you mean by that? Like, you know, I talk to a lot of of, of Aryan associates, and they're like, "Oh, you know, you you you're you're one of the good ones." You know, like you're not that you're you're not like the ones in the news and da 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 da. And I'm like, I got I, I don't want to be one of the good ones. I that's me too. Like they're me too. I didn't get that at Florida State. I did get. I got a lot of like. What sport do you play? I, was just, I actually came on an academic scholarship, but thanks. Um, but, uh, I mean, I don't even know how to answer that, man, because I, I, I don't. It's like, yeah, I'm not out here, you know, I guess looting and, like, you know, burning buildings now, but, like, am I out here trying not to shoes? Like, <laughs> like, hell no. So, yeah. so I, I can't really say, like, like one one thing that I used to hate was when people, you know, because I I, would, I read you know a decent amount when I was a kid, uh, and then you know my people brought me up good, so yeah, I was very, I could talk, yeah, you know, I'm literate. So when people would be like, "Oh, you talk white," like that was a problem for me. Man, talking 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 proper isn't talking white, and talking ghetto isn't talking black. Talking improper is talking improper. Talking proper is talking proper. Cause I heard, I've heard some improper ass white people, and I've heard some like, very proper, very black, proper black people. So you know, man, is 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 all across the board. But yeah, man, plant a plant, people, plant a plant. Let's plant let, plant. you know uh, the, the biggest thing that I that I say is control what you can control. I went through a period uh, where I was ingesting, you know, police brutality a lot, and just you know going over the history of how you know just america is just kind of fucked us over <laughs> for quite a while and if you let if you let that stuff you know if you ingest that stuff all day if you follow it on instagram and if you read about it if you talk about it if you think about it dream about it and that's what you're doing all day you are going to live a sad miserable angry life and and i know because i did for at least a year and it's not gonna up until you understand it like man control what you can control like control what you can control. i might not be able to control the facts that you know, cops out here killing people, but I can have these kids that you know live next door to me washing cars. So keep them out of some trouble. I'm about to say keep them out of trouble and show them that you know I this is it's a clean way to make money out here. Dog, do you ever get that fear, bro? Like you work outside, man. <laughs> cops roll by, make the worst assumption, everything going on. Do you ever got that fear when you just outside doing your hustle and then at any minute that could change? Um, I don't. I don't live in that fear. I acknowledge the fact that, you know, so so something something that happened when I was in middle school was, man, I was watching the news and it was New Year's and um, I heard about this uh, this child. It was probably like a nine-year-old kid and a stray bullet came through the roof the of roof. a church yeah. and, and, and got, him. got him in the head. So it's just like if a child can die in a church on New Year's, anybody, um, anything is fair game. You know, like, I... I told my dad that, you know, he's always been like, oh, you know, be careful who you're around and where you're at and da-da-da. And then, what, about a year or two ago, uh, the young lady got killed by the police officer while she was in the house with her nephew playing Nintendo. We're not safe in our homes. And by we, I, I mean humanity, especially us, but humanity in general. It's, it's, it's it, you know, it's bad to, to, to feel comfort in the world. 
and what the world has. You know, yeah. you don't. I wouldn't say you have to. You have to have an acceptance or a comfort for it. Well, okay, I would say you have to have an acceptance, but I wouldn't say you have to have a comfort. You have to realize, like you said, at any given moment, this this could be over. You know, control but, you can control. Like you don't have don't jump in front of a bus, but you know, I don't, I don't. I don't jump when I see police ride down the street. Like, oh my God, is this gonna be the one? Now, when I get pulled over, oh yeah, am I a bit jittery? Oh yeah. Good, when, yeah. When he comes to the door, my 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 license is already on my lap. The window's already down. My hands already on the steering wheel. Like, bro, listen. Um, and one thing I'm gonna also say, like, of course, everybody that's got shot isn't somebody that talk crazy. But it's just like there are a lot of people that are like, man, why y'all always pulling up? Hey man, listen. Just stay, just stay calm. Hey man, I'll try to get whole boss like like and then what's crazy, he turned his lights on and I made him drive probably like another mile or two. I made him follow me until I got to a store, like, yeah, bro, we gotta go to a Walgreens or something, cause I ain't pulling over on the side of the road and we ain't got no street lights or nothing. No like, cameras or yeah, no. Yeah, bro, I need I need to be I'll take the ticket shit at that point. I'll take the ticket, but <laughs> to be honest. I'll pay I could pay a ticket in high insurance premium, but I'd rather that than my my parents pay for a funeral, you know. Man, this has been an amazing interview. Uh Really insightful, you know what I'm saying. I love, I always love talking to you. I'm always here every time I'm on the way back to the crib, and I always stop by and make sure that I get some insightful words from Darius Brown. Hell yeah, because yeah, I'm like, I'm like, okay, this guy here from the from the book I saw on the, on the table to like, you know, the wholesaling and then then moving forward into his own personal business. I'm like, okay, this guy, yeah. and then vegan. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like hold on, yeah, I ain't vegan yet. He ain't vegan don't, yet, but he he's on the he's on I'm the almost. way. I got a garden in the back. Look, man, when I when I tell you, man, like, I it, it's never a bad time, bro. I, I can I get a lot, I give a lot talking to Darius, man. But that's a football thing, you know. It's I will a say that thing. the dudes in his fraternity has never ceased to amaze me. Even like I told you, the guy who came from, I'm telling you, when a, when a big bluff black dude is speaking Jap- Japanese to another Ooh. Japanese dude on the other side of the world. You got my respect. Hey, I'm fluent, man. Man, I'm just glad that I was able to uh, share some words with the people, man. I appreciate y'all for having me on the podcast. Uh, man, just as far as the people go, plant a plant, folks. You know, that's how we're going to end world hunger. Everybody plant something. Uh, like Literally. A yeah. <laughs> hey, man, if everybody plant something, you know, everybody has something to eat on throughout the day. You know, if, if we had one central place where everybody could donate a day of their salary, we could end world hunger. Like, say for, like, I mean, this is a huge hypothetical, but just let's just say the government had a cash app, right? Or the world had a cash app. I won't give it to the government back. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, if we could trust them and they had one and everybody donated, like, one day of their, like, two-week check, like... We could really end world hunger. That'd right? be too easy, man. It got to be cultivated. I, I vote. I vote we plant the plant. I also. I, I vote we plant the plant. Again, and like you said earlier, man, you appreciate it like that. Yeah, man. Definitely. Man, dog. At the end of all of our podcasts, we always ask one central question: the three Ps, man. And what it is that you do? Do you do it for profit, for passion, or for purpose? Profit, passion, or purpose? Uh, man, it. it has anybody ever said all three? Oh, yeah, we've had a few. I'm about, had I'm about to say, man, I'm damn sure not washing y'all cars because I love washing cars. <laughs> <laughs> I need some bread from it. But, uh, yeah, man, I would say a combination of all three. Uh, uh, so, of course, the, the funds from the, the car wash, uh, but I've been allocated to, you know, being able to do better things. Like, they put me in a position where, uh, you know, next week I'll be doing uh, $15 washes. So I'll be taking $10 off for, uh, for the original price. I'll be doing $15 washes for all essential workers in Tallahassee. 
you know, uh, for my birthday coming up on June twelfth, I'll be going down to Fort Lauderdale. I'll be doing a beach cleanup, so I'll be that's right, that's the right. Funds. Uh, from there, well, that's if the beaches are are, are open, open up down south. If not, I'll have to find another beach somewhere in Florida. But yeah, you know, nonetheless, yeah. But you know, nonetheless, the, the the money from the business is what's gonna you know buy some of the uh, supplies to you know carry forth these events. So, uh, and then you know, doing the business in general, uh, you know, as I said, I, I do a lot for for my siblings to make sure that they have somebody to look up to uh, and somebody that's actually doing uh, something that they say that 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 they want to do. So. Uh, yeah, man, I'm going to say it's all three, uh, definitely. All three, man, it's beautiful. Dog, once again, we appreciate you. Tell the people where to find you, man. Oh, man, uh, once again, follow me at the uh, T-H-E underscore Fit King uh, from a personal page. If you want to tap into the car wash page, it is at underscore Royalty Auto Detailing. Do you have a page for your uh, real estate yet? Uh, I don't, man. Real estate, real estate is, like, fairly new, uh, but... I guarantee you, uh, we. I need to get on the podcast again. This won't be the last time the people hear me. But uh, oh, it definitely, definitely won't. Definitely, definitely yeah. won't. The, ne- the next time I'm on it, 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 I'll have a. I'll have my first deal sold and all. Guaranteed. Oh, we love it, man. Look, man, we got to tune out on the On My Way podcast. I'm your main man, the Big Easy. And I'm your boy, Prano the Great. I'm Fit King. Aye, aye, aye. 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 And uh, yeah, we out. We out. <laughs>